everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to this special five-part episode on ethical culture. This five-part podcast is sponsored by Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional independent integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across almost all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on managers ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 700 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance programs, visit our podcast series sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. Over this five-part podcast series, we will look at what is an ethical culture and why does it matter, what are some of the factors that influence the culture of an organization, what is the role of the chief compliance officer in strengthening the ethical culture of an organization, how a company can assess its culture, and finally, reviews of ethical culture as part of an organizational ethics and compliance assessment. I'm joined by Vincent DeCiani, the founder and CEO of Affiliated Monitors, and Eric Feldman, the Senior Vice President at Affiliated Monitors. I know you will enjoy this five-part series and you will get quite a lot out of it. This is Tom Fox. This special five-part series on ethical culture is a special series of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist, back again for episode four of our five-part exploration of ethical cultures. Uh, In today's episode four, we're going to take a look at the question of how a company assesses its culture. And I'm joined joined in this exploration by Eric Feldman. So, Eric, uh, thank you for taking time to visit with me and welcome back. Thanks for having me. Eric, uh, I'd like to just start with a a question about the difference between having a company assess itself or bringing in a a truly independent outsider and whether uh, you you have seen uh, better results one way or another or it's just a different focus. Well, that's a a really good question, Tom. And I think that what we have are different objectives and a different focus. Um, it's critical, and we'll talk about this in a moment, uh, for a company to have an independent third-party assessment of its ethics and compliance program and its culture. And we'll talk about why in a moment. Um, but that does not absolve the company of the responsibility to monitor its own workforce and monitor its own culture on a day-to-day basis. That ongoing monitoring and oversight is critical to being able to manage what is a very normal uh, ebb and flow, if you will, of the culture in an organization. Um, As we've discussed before, cultures are dependent on people and People come and people go in companies, and that can influence the culture. The market and financial stress can influence the culture and what happens within a company. Getting good supervisors and leaders who understand the ethics and integrity imperatives, 
and bad supervisors who uh, might feel that we'll do anything in order to meet our financial objectives. That can change the culture and the way we do business. So the company needs to stay on top of that on a regular basis. The way to do that is very simple. Know your people. Now, I know it's not that simple. The answer is simple. Getting there is a little bit more uh, complex and a little bit more of a challenge. One of the common things that we have seen in going into companies and doing assessments or monitoring engagements after an ethical crisis is that we see leaders in companies that really don't know their own workforce. And they don't know their workforce because they don't get out and talk to them. They rely on filtered reports and information that they may get from people. They rely on what their best hope is on how people think about the company, but they don't know firsthand. And the way to do that is for them to take the temperature through various means like employee surveys, conversations, visits to field operations on the part of senior leadership. Um, and all of those need to be two-way conversations um, to get an understanding of how employees are viewing the company, its policies and procedures, how they're being treated. Uh, because often leaders don't understand how they're being perceived and whether employees are getting mixed messages. Now, one thing I, mess- I mentioned were surveys. Now, surveys can be very important tools, and HR frequently uses employee surveys on a regular basis to take the temperature of what's going on in the company. But often, there is a wasted opportunity there to put in questions that are specifically targeted toward culture and the ethical culture of the company. Um, also targeted to whether or not the company has created a comfortable speak-up culture, whether there is a comfort level raising issues, questions, or identifying misconduct up through their managers, or whether there's a fear if they do that, they'll be retaliated against. One of the kind of double-edged swords of surveys is that we have found in some organizations where employees don't trust their company, they'll tell the company what it wants to hear on these surveys rather than be honest. And sometimes in the most uh, challenged of organizations, the survey results are skewed because employees don't trust the confidentiality of the survey and they are telling the company what they want to hear. That makes it even more challenging to understand what's going on in your own company. Eric, can you use these same techniques literally across multiple countries, multiple geographic regions, and multiple cultures within an organization? Or do you have to fine-tune even how you would ask the questions, whether it's through individual interviews or surveys going forward? Well, you have to take into account the culture and the willingness of people in different parts of the world to participate in these various methods of collecting data and collecting their perspectives. Um, As we know, 
from hotlines, there are some parts of the world where employees will never use a hotline. They view it as um, a, a horrible thing to rat out another employee or a manager through an anonymous mechanism. And in some countries, uh, particularly European countries, there's a leftover of World War II, you can't take an anonymous complaint. It's not allowed. Um, even doing focus groups and interviews of employees, even going out and just talking to them, some parts of the world, it would be seen as a, a high level of disrespect to say anything negative about their immediate managers. So you have to fine tune how you're going to get a good understanding and get some metrics on what the ethical culture is. So in those cases, there are other metrics you can look at. You can look at the data and people coming forward and hotline cases or not necessarily hotline, but cases of employees coming forward and saying, hey, something just doesn't look right without being anonymous um, to kind of gauge comfort level. Uh, surveys and even focus groups can be helpful, but this kind of gets into the issue of a third party getting involved. It is helpful to take the temperature internally by doing regular monitoring of your company to understand its culture and what needs to be done. But honestly, employees are not going to be as honest and forthcoming with someone in their company as they would be with a third party. And the reason is they're always afraid of the potential blowback on them. And employees will be much more reserved with people that they know or people in their own company than what we found in the process of doing independent third-party assessment work. Well, Eric, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time. I've been visiting today with Eric Feldman on how a company should assess its culture. Eric, as always, uh, thank you, and I look forward to continuing the conversation. Thanks, Tom. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you've enjoyed this episode in my five-part exploration of ethical culture with Ben DeCiani and Eric Feldman from Affiliated Monitors, who is the sponsor of this series. I hope you'll join us again for our next episode. This special five-part series on ethical culture is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>